0: Welcome to Beautifully Well Conversations with your girl, Coach Nick. We're going to talk about commitment versus investment. Is there a difference? Is it a play on words? Well, I asked that question because last week when I found myself in a compromising situation at the Trader Joe's doing my usual Fresh flower pickup, you know, fresh flowers at the spa and at home every week. I look to my right and I see those cinnamon gummies. Cinnadragons. dragons. If you like cinnamon, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> those little red cinna gummies. They are a vice to me, but I love them. And let me tell you. In my mind, I said, guess what? Go in and get them. And you know, you can eat you can eat six a day. So you're not taking in all that added sugar. So I pick them up. I got them in my hand. In my mind, I'm vividly painting the picture of my goals for the week. Trying not to drive my blood sugar too crazy, right? And then I just happened to look to my left. And I see my favorite seasonal fruit, the pomegranate, two ninety nine, dollars looking back at me. Now I have a choice to make. Center Dragons, pomegranate. <laughs> What's a girl to do? Well, let me tell you, I felt empowered that morning. I put those center dragons back. I picked up that pomegranate and went to check out. As I walked to my car, I have to tell you honestly, I felt empowered. I felt good because I felt like I made a good choice. In my mind, I kept using the word commitment. I felt like, you know what? I made a commitment to myself. This is my health goal of the week, manage my added sugar intake And I have a pomegranate, which is sweet, juicy, full of antioxidants. It it feeds to my goal. It contributes to the goal and it's delicious. So that's a win. But this conversation, this commitment versus investment, is it a play on words? What's the best word for you when you think about um, your goals Your health goals, which word works for you. And as a matter of fact, as you know, I opened up talking about this note to myself with those center dragons because it's all about the habits. So, in our time today, thank you for tuning in. Glad to have you here. Glad to have you back. It's our second episode, more to come. That we're just doing that, right? Because we set these goals. We set them up and we know that we can reach them when we implement better habits, right? But there's a strategy to that. So your National Board Certified Health Coach is going to walk you through three questions you want to ask yourself in order to begin this process of overcoming some of these habits and we're we're not just going to focus on uh, unhealthy habits or say that what you want to overturn are unhealthy habits because we know when we goal set it might not be all about a nutrition goal a fitness goal although we talk a lot about those Um, it could be related to sleep stress mental health so these three questions you can ask yourself will fit with any habit but let's get back to Uh, Play on words with commitment and investment. When you hear the word commitment, how do you feel? Uh, Does it feel like it's in stone? Does it feel like a task? Does it feel like an obligation? Does it feel good to hear the word commitment? Like I'm dedicated to this. I'm committed to this. It's not a bad word. But when we think about goal setting and habit changing, part of that process could simply be the language that we use. How do we speak speak to each other, right? there It's not there isn't a right or wrong. But if when you hear the word commitment, it drives you to get something done. You feel like you're accomplishing something, then by all means, Look at it as a commitment to yourself. But what do you feel when you hear the word investment? I'm investing in my health. Does it feel different? I even said it different because my word for the year is invest. (laughs) Everything I do will have a return. Everything I do will have a return. And it's it's not about money. You know, our greatest asset is our time, right? How I invest my time. What am I looking for in return? If the word investment soothes you, if it empowers you, then use investment. Because here, in these conversations, we're not just setting goals. We're moved to action. And to make action happen, what we tell ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, um, has to resonate with us, right? I'm curious to know which word works best for you, commitment or investment. Now, when we're overturning a habit because of this investment in our health, in ourselves, what's the first question we want to ask? Let's just dive right in. What is that habit? that you wanna overturn. The habit, one, one, not more than one. We're not doing that, right? Once we start looking at multiple habits, I don't know about you, but it becomes overwhelming. (laughs) I start to wonder, If it can happen, right, I I could easily get discouraged because I'm trying to focus on way too many things at one time. I know women, we multitask. We keep using that term multitask. But I'm going to tell you, at this point, I recognize I can only be good at one thing, one thing at a time. So when we're looking at overcoming these habits, we want to focus on one. Trust me, everything else will fall into place. But ask yourself, what's the one habit I want to change? And focus on that. Think about it. What is that one thing that's standing in a way or that has to change or modify in order to reach your goal? Take a minute and, and think about that. It might take you a little bit more than a minute. Because especially if you're on this weight loss journey, you could be thinking of everything associated with weight loss. How can I get up and get that exercise in? How can I make sure that I have enough protein uh, in, on a daily basis? How can I make sure I drink enough water? But what is that one goal? I mean, that one habit that you are determined to take some time to look at? Because you recognize that the moment you change that one thing, it's going to propel (laughs) the results that you're looking for. And trust me, I'll use some examples in these questions, right? I'm not going to leave you hanging on that because these three questions, they work. Now that you've identified this one habit, What are you going to use to replace it? How are you actually going to navigate the change that's needed? That's probably the most important question (laughs) because what good is it to identify this habit if we're not able to seriously think about the steps that it's going to take to either replace it, modify it, limit it? Maybe this habit is associated with the trigger, Um, like sitting down and eating a bag of potato chips when you watch television and you recognize that it's because I sit down and watch television, I have to have something that I'm eating and I love potato chips, so why not make it my, my favorite snack? What is that habit, number one? Number two, what will it take to replace it. And and actually, since I talked about the and television scenario, that's what we'll use when we go back through all three questions. So now that you figured out what you may have to do to replace it or limit it or modify it, that last step, that last question, what's the strategy that I'll use to put this new habit in action. How can I birth this new habit? What is the strategy? Question number three is different from question two because all you're doing is identifying what's going to replace it, but you haven't talked about how you are going to walk in it. So this is what we're going to do with these three questions. What's your one habit? All right. I like snacking on potato chips full of sodium. I'm already dealing with some blood pressure issues, but I like my big bag of chips. Okay. Then what am I going to replace it with? I got to think about that one because one, I need to first look at when am I eating these potato chips? When I sit down and eat eat television, y'all when I sit down To watch my favorite television shows, right? Um, Okay, so that's one thing. I'm sitting down watching television. I grab my snack. You see where I'm going here, right? There may be two things affecting how I'm going to replace this unlimited. So I have to ask myself, am I looking at changing my... Television watching schedule? Am I going to change what time or how long I watch television? Am I going to decide to not sit down and watch TV at seven o'clock at night every night during a week? Or will my focus be the snack itself? If the focus is the snack itself, so I decide, okay, I'm I'm trying to manage blood pressure here. I know I don't need to eat this big bag of chips. So, but I have a couple of options. I can limit how much I eat. So instead of just, you know, grabbing, because that's what I'm doing left and right, grabbing those chips, taking that whole bag, opening up the whole bag in its open season, replacing it might not be eliminating the chips altogether. Now, of course, the healthiest step to make would be deciding to eliminate the bag of chips altogether. But what if you're not there yet? And should you feel judged because you're not there yet? Of course not. Instead of the 12 ounce bag of chips, can you take it down to a four ounce serving? Instead of the chips with all the sodium, I could opt for a lower sodium chip. So what will I do? What am I going to do? Okay. I, I, I have to stop eating this whole bag of chips. What am I replacing it with? Or what am I limiting it with? Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just reduce the sides for right now. That speaks to me. I feel like that's something I can accomplish. So instead of 12 ounces, I'm going to aim, I'm going to aim to eat a four ounce bag. Okay. That's a start. But question three, what's this strategy to see this happen? Y'all already know the deal. We're going back to that action plan. (laughs) We will end almost every podcast related to a behavior change with the action plan. Don't sleep on it because action planning works. So what am I going to do? I'm going to replace that whole bag of chips with a smaller bag. When am I going to do this? Well, I real talk. Let me be honest about this. You know, after work, after dinner, I'm sitting down Monday through Thursday. I'm on that couch. That's my peace time at seven o'clock from seven to nine. So let me just try this twice this week. Let's see if I can make this happen on Monday and Wednesday. And how I'll get this done, right? How will I be intentional with this strategy, I'm going to buy some Ziploc bags, BPA free. And I'm gonna take that bag of chips. I'll take the bag of chips and I'll, you know, put a few in a Ziploc bag. I'll probably get four, uh, three or four servings out of it in those Ziploc bags because that's how I'll measure this thing out I'm just gonna eat one Ziploc bag <laughs> on Monday one Ziploc bag on Wednesday all right now you now you are in action <laughs> what's the last step on that action plan what's the last step on that Nick Sweeney action plan how are you gonna reward yourself? When you make those two days a week, limiting your sodium intake, limiting those chips. (laughs) I'm talking about you've taken that 12 ounce bag to a four ounce bag, drastically reducing your sodium intake. What's the reward? The non-food reward. (laughs) Besides the fact that you have not elevated your blood pressure (laughs) by munching on a whole bag of chips. So... Let's just recap for a minute, right? You hear me laugh a lot. Yes, I laugh a lot in my own mind. I am a comedian, but not just a comedian, but the fact that life is meant to be lived and this journey to better health, we needed to be fun. Have fun investing (laughs) or being committed, whichever word works for you, in this process. Notice when I went to question two you know what's the strategy to replace it to limit it to modify it I purposely did not use the word avoid we don't like being told what not to do we don't like being told don't do this stay away from this whoa psychologically what what you know what are we more likely to do (laughs) <laughs> we're more likely to entertain or eat or drink the things that people tell us. Not to simply because, and if you're a mom, you already know it. You've told, you've told your kids over and over and over again, stay out the kitchen, stay away from the stove. It's hot. As soon as you turn your back, you look, what are they doing? They're just touching it. Real important tip. Along with those three questions, and I'll go over to three questions again, those questions to ask yourself to begin overcoming habits and putting it into action is to give yourself an opportunity to take the judgment out, right? This is a process. If you know in that, analogy, that, that scenario I gave about the chips during, uh, television watching in the evening that we didn't say take it away altogether or uh, we didn't say it's four days you're sitting down doing that that's your wind down at the end of the day we didn't say well aim to get the four days in well why, why how hard can it be to go ahead and, and eat a ziploc bag of chips every single day that you're on that couch all four days sustainable results Don't happen overnight. You're listening to this podcast because there's something about the way that we talk about the health journey that feels good to you. It is a no judgment zone, but it is also the realest of the real. (laughs) If you're eating a bag of chips every night, Monday through Thursday from seven to nine, how realistic is it to think? that because you heard this podcast next week, four days, you going to go straight for the four days a week a black bag. Now I will tell you, kudos to you. You heard that class. <laughs> kudos to you for making it happen. But I will tell you, I'm equally excited for you. If your goal is two days a week and you hit that two days a week, go. I'm excited for you if, You have the two days a week goal and you hit the one day. That's a plus. That's a plus. One goal at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time, one habit at a time. We have to keep this realistic. So I want to go back and recap those three questions to ask yourself to overcome a habit so that you can see your goals fulfilled. (laughs) You can see your goals become a reality, they can move from paper to reality. First, what is that one habit? One, the power of one. Second, how are you going to replace it, limit it, modify it? What what is going to replace it? You may have to dig a little deeper like I did in the scenario. Is there a trigger associated with that habit? And then, now that you've identified the one habit, what's needed to begin that change process with it, now we need a strategy. That number three. What is the strategy you want to put in place to give birth to this new habit? There you have it. We're keeping it simple. (laughs) We're keeping it super simple. I'm your girl, Coach Nick, National Board Certified Health Coach. Thanking you for tuning in to the Beautifully Well Conversations podcast. And as you know, I refuse to leave you hanging. This conversation about overcoming healthy habits happens in the tribe. You see it listed there. VIP Beautifully Well is back. And this next series is launching on January the 15th. We want you to be a part of the tribe. For a limited time, you're able to join our membership program for just $149 for the year. Or $1499 a month for your first 12 months. What's happening in VIP Beautifully Well? It is our online virtual experience. There are uh, fitness and nutrition library. You're invited to our uh, live virtual classes. If you are local here in Maryland, in the Baltimore area, you will have a special invite to our in-person functions at a discount. And most importantly, it's that tribe, access to the 24-hour tribe, our virtual hub. That is VIP Beautifully Well. Well, I'd like to thank you again for tuning in. Check that link. Hope you decide to join the tribe. Wishing you continued success in this journey to better health, to living beautifully. Besides, you're already beautiful. Let's get Beautifully Well.